Let me present to you the gerbil up my rectum is Barney. <laughs> Hello. And tonight, for your consideration, we have human proof that for some people, it doesn't get better. It's Lukey. Oh, how are you doing today, Lukey? I'm all right. Fresh from watching season 13, ready to forget oh, yeah. all of You've that. You've been double Davin, haven't about... you? I know, it's a bit much. But this is straight after the shocking departure of Astina. How do you feel? Weirdly, um, not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely fine, actually. Yeah. How did you feel about Ginny entering back into the workroom a la Janet Jackson with just the one breast out? Did you, did you notice that? <laughs> icons only. <laughs> did you notice that? I did not, no. Icons supporting icons I look into women's usual. eyes. Wow. <laughs> My first note is a horror. She will write on her tombstone Baroness Basic if she has her way, won't she? But Tia obviously doesn't give a shit because she nah. feels like she can do anything now, fresh off that win. Well, she said, I'm a performer. Make of that what you will, Steve. <laughs> Insert rattlesnake here. Uh, very interesting, this um, beef between Ginny and Lawrence, which I thought was just a bit of like... Bit of bit flirty, of flirty banter. banter. But it seems like there is actually some real irritants there. <laughs> Ginny was pressed. She was hot. But... Um, Remember in episode one, when she was like, you're jealous of Astina, you're scared of her because she's pure talent. So we know that Ginny is an Astina stan. So she's already going to be coming into this feeling a little bit. Oh, for Ginny. sure. For sure. Ginny? Ginny. I dream of Ginny as clearly good friends of Astina because she's really been riding hard for her since day one. Yeah. So, um, but love. absolutely. So it's a new day in the workroom. Yes, indeed. So then they're all around the table. And were you surprised at uh, Madame Tace? I felt like she was very diplomatic, but the thing that absolutely absolutely killed me is did you see that Tia's hands were on Tace's shoulders and then just straight away she took them off she was like oh fuck I'm, I'm going down um that absolutely cracked me up but I felt like Tace Tace kind of gave it to Tia no yeah it was a bit of a weird one especially since Tia was there giving her you know like it's just a lovely bit of moral support on the shoulders there just <laughs> yeah. like yeah like I seen had more to give and you and yeah just like <laughs> and I love that Tia was like Actually, Michelle called me basic once and then he was like, no, 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 no. Actually, everyone in this room agrees <laughs> that you're basic, you're average. Just like reeled off this list about like, actually, no, everyone thinks you're garbage. I thought it was quite um, a good thing that Veronica said when she was like, you think she looks basic, but you need to look a little deeper. Like, oh. I mean, fair fucks, that is she, true. I don't, she ain't going to fuck you. Calm down. Like she literally <laughs> like, Veronica <laughs> going so hard for her. I was like, I personally feel like that whole like, oh, Tace is too cool for school. She's clearly bothered because she knows that taste is a beautiful and also that she's like contemporary mm. and veronica is really just serving you like cruise ship drag For sure. and i feel like that I, I thought that was really transparent that bit i do completely understand it's not all about the look but don't tear another queen down to make a point that's what i thought she didn't really tear down a queen at all i just don't really like her <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought it was funny when a horror, like even trying to be nice, like, no, you, you've really improved. Like even that just still comes off as like so condescending. Cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely love that. She's sort of like, no, honestly, babe, like you have really improved. <laughs> I was glad that Tia was like, I don't care if she thinks I've improved. Because <laughs> yeah, that was, I really wrote that as well. So this week, the mini challenge is the great British fake off. My first thought was like, oh, fuck, I need to get all of those cakes in me right now. Yeah, my mouth was drooling. I hadn't had my dinner yet. Um, but I don't really understand what... Either I didn't understand the challenge or they didn't understand the challenge. I don't think anyone challenge. understood the challenge. I don't no. think there was much of a challenge within this challenge. No, I thought it was meant to be a kind of sell it in a sexy Nigella way. Like only Bimini was the only one who kind of put on like a sort of a voice for the cakes. I really... Oh, that was very sens sensual. <laughs> um, I really didn't think that many of them were very good at this which is what made it so fantastic i just thought actually it's so much better there's something about the british dragon so so much better when they're just kind of a bit shit at it like with all the acting challenges and stuff it makes it so much more entertaining it would just be helpful though for the gals if um when like they were given, in quick drag or just like when given the challenge that someone had actually like written it properly or thought yeah, of it yeah, for more than yeah, a yeah, second yeah. there i'll get into more of that about me production Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, do it first. Um, I just thought it was like really not very funny at all, which was cracking me up. Well, yeah, like, the only one that made me kind of a half smile was um, the Brexit with Bimini. You didn't laugh with Lawrence? No. 
you just... I don't think I ever have. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was very funny and he was really cracking the whole room up. I thought he was, uh, I, I thought he was going to win. Um, I really liked Ellie Diamond basically just like, it was like she was a malfunctioning robot. <laughs> she was just like, very sexy. Like, just like saying all these like weird like catchphrases that she thought might work that weren't really stringed well like together. Drag <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was um, all very strange taglines, but I was very into it. Um, Will but, you be calling your chocolate starfish a bumhole bit bick from now on? <laughs> I don't have to ask your dad about that one. Um, Veronica serving you the first openly boring drag race contestant. She really don't give a fuck. She's not even trying to be interesting at this point. <laughs> really just, uh, I just thought it was so weird, but not like in a, oh my God, like a blue hydrangea, like this girl is clearly unwell. Weird. <laughs> like it was just like so weird, but so boring. <laughs> It's like V manic, yeah, not with any sort of. She was trying to do like alliteration and stuff. It was like, I'm going to need to put you on ice for a second because this ain't it. Sidebar, I'd like to mention as well that the kind of fondness I felt for her from my first initial um, reminiscence of Miss Cracker has now gone away. Now she is quickly dissipated. Yeah, I think by episode one. So just want you to know I'm not feeling biased towards her. No, not crushing. And Bimini has always given you a moral, a message, a fable, uh, always just something to say. Very, uh, she seems like a very smart queen. Of the moment. Very, very contemporary. <laughs> um, and I'm glad she won because I did think Lawrence was funny, but Bimini's was smart. To me, I just thought like everyone else was. Dog shit. Yeah, and Bimini was like a three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very Tia winning over Estina. It was like, pff, I guess someone's got to win. <laughs> yeah. And then for the main challenge, we had the morning daytime chat show, which I really love uh, whenever they do, because it's just absolutely deranged. They always try and stuff such weird things into it. I can tell by your eyes and the fire and venom that you did not feel the same. (laughs) Just, okay, I'll get to me gripes. Here we go. So all of the kind of genres of people kind of made sense on a TV show. You've got the host, Agony Aunt, sort of yeah. Essex Girls Doing Money. Um, is there another one? Whatever. But what there ain't is like Camden Goffs giving you party advice. Like, <sighs> I don't know in what like realm anyone would expect that to be good. The representation of Goths on is absolutely unbearable. And then my other thing as well. Tell us your other thing. No one else had to deal with the kind of shenanigans that they were throwing at Ginny Lemon. Like, everyone oh else just got God. to do their thing. Like, every- like you're like throwing shit at her and you're expecting her to hold it together. So yeah, I just felt like sister Veronica and um, Ginny just already at an unfair advantage before anything had even happened. Again. Oh, I'll just take what's left. Like when has that ever worked out for anyone? Like, unless you are literally at the forefront of the competition and then you would still be like, okay, I'm still going to try and go for the best thing because I want to win this. Like, I just can't stand this like faux sort of like, mm, well, I think, no, I'll I, just take the scraps because I'm so good. Uh, well, yeah, I don't think she was, it was like that. It was just, she was kind of like, I can do anything. So whatever's left. But what I thought was weird is like, wasn't Sister Sister also very quiet at the doling out of rats as well? It's like, you can't just sit around and wait for the last roll because look what happens. True, true, true. And then on the walk around, we have uh, RuPaul Charles himself come round and he is talking to everyone. Uh, I love that whenever they find out their parts, they always go straight to the wigs as if that's the important part. It's like the first thing was that Veronica Green putting on that, what I imagine she thought was a like a Betty Page fringe wig. I don't know. Um, it was black. So therefore, goth. I mean, it's, that's, thems is the rules, to be fair. I just couldn't believe that they said the word gothy so much. And with no shout out to the UK's pork chop, Ms. Gothy Kendall. How dare you? <laughs> um, I've got a question that needs answering. Why was Ginny Australian? Like, well, be confusing. We'll never understand that. I don't know. Maybe are there hippies in Australia? I thought she was South African at first. <laughs> South African. Uh, did you love her yellow crimp, which was very reminiscent of the first crimp that we ever sold that had no shape, no texture? Well, yeah, it gave yeah, me yeah, PTSD. Yeah, yeah. I put sister is so analytical and I think that will be her downfall. I feel like she can't just let go and have fun. Which so we'll, maybe she is the cracker. Well, she, I feel like, well, no, because cracker had fun on the runway. Cracker had fun. Like it's, it's very self flagellating. Seeing Ginny and Veronica both very optimistic about the improv um, is just sort of big mistake. Huge. Like never, ever be confident in anything. If you don't want it to like <laughs> slap you in the face. It's not even about being confident. I don't think it's just like, don't, feel cocksure mm-hmm. i think that's the big mistake of just being like no do you know what i'm at this is something i really excel at it's like not in these parameters and not with that <laughs> writing honey 
I was absolutely obsessed with this entire sort of 45 second segment between Ellie and Rue. <laughs> it was so fantastic. Um, I don't know what she was trying to achieve by it, but that went it. <laughs> I called it, is there something on my face 2.0? Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, we all knew what she was trying to say. It's like, yeah, yeah we get it. You're obsessed with Lawrence, but I'm Scottish too. So have fun with my name, unless you're being biased. But Rue gave a very nuanced, complex, uh, queer elder read and was like... <laughs> Um, having seen what you've done in the competition, I think you need to make people more interested in you. Yeah. Basically being like, it's cause you're boring. It's if you're actually like... going to speak without being spoken, I'll fucking put you in your place. <laughs> and I just love as well that up until that point, Ellie just so terrified. Like she always seems very scared when Rue comes over and I just thought it was, that whole moment was absolutely fantastic. Re Ellie Diamond really hit me with all of my favourite strange moments in this competition. <laughs> she is so cracking shot at a horror trying to be nice <laughs> just a good chance to get to know her and find out why she's so basic yeah she can't help herself i put that tia really seemed like they were working overtime with rue and i found it a bit exhausting i found that she was a bit like trying to teacher's pet kind of thing yeah just felt like it, it felt a bit forced and because she we do look to her to, like for the comic relief i do think that she's funny i just thought that chill out girl like you you are funny you're always cracking us up in the interviews so i just thought when rue came over i was like i hope rue doesn't think that she's actually that it kind of erases how rue feels about her and goes oh she's a bit beggy mm. they rely so heavily on essex tropes isn't it it's just i absolutely love it on this program maybe it's because that's something that the rest of the world can understand sure sure i suppose towie maybe is global at this point bloody should be shout out to amy childs <laughs> oh five give me a kiss the we as well legend. uh we when we are wigging have towie on probably for about eight hours a day so we we're in this world we're living it and... listen highbrow art is highbrow <laughs> art argue with your mum and then we head into the studio for the filming of morning glory with the queen of daytime TV, question mark. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? She better put some respect on Alison Hammond's name. <laughs> Even Holly Willoughby. Lorraine Kelly. Honestly. Jesus Christ, what was Bruce Forsyth busy? I but Jodie's got to go home. Is Bruce Forsyth dead? I don't know. Because he definitely is busy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like, oh my God. Is that the best they could find? Lorraine Kelly. I'm sorry. When she, her opening line of being like, it, I would see a glory hall, but that would be bad. It's like, oh, honey. <laughs> no laughter. That was so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, zero idea on where they plucked her from or like and her link to drag her link to contemporary culture her literally like, like philip schofield literally came out as a gay recently alison hammond a gay. <laughs> a, a gay. oh you mean the gays <laughs> alison hammond is a walking meme like 90 percent of british memes are about alison like at least like i'm willing to bet there's people that don't even know who lorraine kelly is like yeah i don't know anything about her i'd never watch morning tv like it just seems way off piste for me. So how do you think you'd do on live television? I think you'd be absolutely fantastic for breakfast TV. I think I'd be all right. I don't understand when people ever get, uh, have problems with the teleprompter because I always think I would be good at that. How was it an improv challenge with a teleprompter and they were showing that their lines are up there? I guess they just had to deliver those words, but then improv the like weird like slut shot thing. And I stuff. guess maybe they, that was the first time that they were seeing the lines. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. But just strange that they had a script for an improv challenge. But I guess, um, what did you think of Bimini and Tace? Um, I thought Bimini looked so cute. So soft. Lovely little yeah. nose highlight on the gal. Just the face was very, she looked very like the female gremlin. Just very <laughs> yeah. soft and delicate. I just felt a bit weird though that it's meant to be morning TV, but yet they're kind of, like the other one called like Good Morning Bitches. It's like, is this a daytime TV thing or are we just... Breakfast TV, I believe. Oh, even worse then. <laughs> I, it was a bit too adult for you. Well, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> it's, what, is, what is the premise? Like, what are the... Um, just just some girls having a lovely time. Parameters for this challenge. Like, if they say that Ginny does bad because she doesn't get the weather out, but yet they're they're not acting like how a TV host I mean, there was some the very, very confusing... Um, very confusing parameters of who was doing their job well and who was yeah. not very um i absolutely screamed when taste was like like willem schofield it was like <laughs> he is a new member to our team like, and you can't even be bothered to get how does he how does as a queer elder how does he you think that make him feel <laughs> a quelder a quelder 
Um, we need to address the elephant in the room. Why Ellie Diamond was dressed like a haunted doll. <laughs> Very Annabelle. That was not the... <laughs> it was just that was an insult to gods around the world and I was not here for it. And also as well, like, I'm sorry to say this again, but like, Veronica, how can you be unfunny and also boring like pick a struggle you can't be both like i kind of got what she was going for with the kind of like the, just like ugh, the everything sucks like whatever what am i doing here like ugh. but, but like still. you're in drag in a daytime tv show like i never understand well, that's what, why i don't want to blame the gals too much because like what the hell did they expect these girls to do but still it's like how are you going to improv a camden i'm doing inverted commas camden goth um on a breakfast tv show telling you about a birthday party that that, there was no there was never going to be a winner here okay i hate to give such an obvious reference for goth but think about how sharon needles would have done that not that we support sharon needles because they are deeply problematic (laughs) um but that when they did that infomercial challenge and they and fifi was like be goth they they were high energy they were full of character they like they didn't just like it's such a lame and obvious choice to be like we're goths, we're going to speak like this. Like, bring comedy to it. Bring, bring literally anything to it. It was just so, I thought it was so poor. Now just feeling very triggered about Fifi and her very outrageous chola look oh, as someone like, from no um, no Mexican or even Latinx wow, gate- heritage. Really? Yeah, I've double checked. I've looked, <gasps> it's highly I you offensive. you gatekeeping Latin culture then. I was like, wow, well, okay, well, on, on this am. pod. <laughs> um, Did you see Bimini's calves? I did not, but Bursting I imagine through those fishnets. But we're going to put a photo up on the on the Insta. I imagine yeah. find a lovely image of um, when when her sister said that Lawrence was giving Michelle McManus. I thought that reference is niche, but boy, is it fantastic! <laughs> we'll put a picture of her. Up on <laughs> yeah, it as well. absolutely. After all this time, um, Ellie was just there. Yeah, what the there. hell was the deal with the? what were they called dragony nieces like why did they jump out from behind the sofa it's not mystic meg your agony aunt. Like, why are you trying to like why are you trying to be scary and that that whole thing was just an absolute mess to me we'll get to it in the judging but i thought yeah, it was just like, i thought again though Lo- I, I know you're not here for lawrence i don't think but like, i thought lawrence was she has the timeless talent of just she's just fucking funny on stage she's like she's like Alyssa, not in the same realm as Alyssa, but she her the the drag persona that she's created is funny like she just has to open her mouth and people laugh and they're engaged and that's not something you can teach but but like every time she's on stage everyone is cracking up and there's just something about her it's because she's it's i think it's a mixture of like her accent and how ballsy she is with her choices she there's a lot of confidence behind how she speaks in drag i think which makes makes you laugh makes you laugh (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, it just was like a weird ellie diamond infomercial and then well, I don't know why when she was painting the smiley face on, she started like up under Lawrence's eye and then sort of did a weird yeah, red so eye. Strange, like, where are you going with this, ED? This is your chance to get that palette. Some I know. Telly time. And I really want her to be fantastic because I love the face. Um, I was just not convinced about that. Yeah, section. are you? But I tell you one thing that I know you're going to be convinced about. The Essex girls. Uh, ah, this is the only one that I even smirked at and I more than smirked. I was out loud laughing slapping my thigh the way she said super glue it was just so good <laughs> and the what, voice but again perfect. i was really surprised tia just very in the background i really thought she, she, she'd come into her own i thought ahora's voice was fantastic there was like a, another layer to it that yeah, she was I just like sort of like a bit it. but she can talk properly i think maybe because it's like meant to be she's got so much filler in that she can't yeah. when i had my lip filler in i couldn't i could feel it <gasps> stopping you, me from have you talking. had surgery before only um, on my face and body. Have you been touched by an angel? <laughs> I loved the tan detail as well to see on a suit, just like on the inside yeah, yeah, yeah. of the lapels. <laughs> there was so much tan. But I thought Tia was good as well. She didn't keep up, unfortunately. I think because it was, like you said, because it was improv, I think she just didn't know how hard a horror was going to go. Mm. And then she just, yeah, like she dog walked her a bit, didn't she? Like she didn't really like... I think there can never be two funny ones. Like someone's got to be the, pardon my French, straight man. Uh, do you think you're the straight man because you're not the funny one oh god i've never seen such thing as two pretty best friends and that's coming from the pretty best friend (laughs) i thought Ginny started off good but like (laughs) from when they like if they're gonna just start trying to put her off why like if they don't care about the narrative why should she yeah i mean 
the thing is that really confuses me about this entire challenge is it was improv, but it can't have been improv that they were chucking things at her. She must have known that they were going to soak her, that they were going to be throwing all of these things at her. I imagine that for some of them, it's completely improv and they're not given anything and they're just right. You'll stand here, you'll be a goth, you'll talk about this or whatever. But then clearly for Ginny, like they must have given her some warning about what was going to happen. And so it just seemed, that seemed so unfair because the chaos of the scene was given to her. She didn't create the chaos. She yeah. wasn't she didn't ask to have all this shit thrown at her and to be standing in a paddling pool. Were you into the very rumple stiltskin glam that she was serving as well? <laughs> Absolutely mental. Stiltskin. Yeah, it's just like that mental wig and then the captain just like the whole when it first I, I see him as very different. As a little you? man on his uh on, on his, his spinning loom. wheel. No, I don't imagine him in a caftan uh, sucking was, on Himalayan rocks. <laughs> it was more just the wild, like, that crimp with absolutely no shape. Just like, that, like literally like a pyramid. Just like straight out. I think it was because it's like corn. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, when I think of Rob can I think of Robert Carlyle, who plays him oh, in Once wow. Upon a Time. So really, oh, really not the Very different, <laughs> Very different references. Um, I just said, Ginny, it was so bizarre. But... When you're coming to a Ginny Lemon show, what are you expecting? I'm not going to be expecting her doing a quick two-step to a Carly Rae Jepsen song. That's what I'm going to want. I'm going to want her standing in a paddling pool having liquids thrown at her. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Um, Yeah, it was absolutely fucking mental. How do you feel about Sister blaming Veronica for it going badly? what she was saying like if someone is being weird and awkward and also doing the thing that you never do which is you're very from the school though like if you can blame someone blame them (laughs) um not necessarily but i think if you if your partner is out here being like oh you shouldn't have said that to me or like making it obvious yeah it's like what the fuck and that would like throw me and then yeah it was obviously like if sister sister could have pulled herself out of it but that didn't really help i would say it's 20 35% 35% Veronica. Oh, okay. She's going fractions. Yeah. Is that a fraction? It's percentage. Okay, she's going percentage. I percent- can't do the fraction on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's going percentage. And then it cuts straight to Lawrence saying, how many times is uh, sister, sister going to fucking blame someone else for being shite? And I thought, ouch. But I thought, when else did she do that? I don't know, but like I said, Lawrence says things and people believe it. Have you got a moment to discuss your follicle challenges? Is your patience receding quicker than your hairline? Is your inner light being dimmed by the reflection coming off your shiny bonds? Hi, this is noted trichologist Dr. Evans, PhD from the University of Hair and Shit. In my extensive knowledge in the hair field, I've found that the most effective way to combat stressful hair loss is custom lace front wigs from Truffle Pig Wigs. They've been providing custom wigs worldwide for over 18 months. And Truffle Pig Wigs can help give you the courage to finally look in the mirror and say, I am enough. Use code CLIFFHANGERS for 15% off. That's code CLIFFHANGERS for 15% off. Side effects may include something new friends, a lust for life, a hitching of giddy up, secret virus, a new love of cooking, a certain je ne sais quoi, effervescence. It has come to that part again where we shout out another one of our favourite drag businesses and this week it is Dragged Out London. They are an ever-expanding independent drag store for handmade jewellery, lashes and makeup and they are based with us here in London. You've seen loads of their stuff on our Season 2 Sisters and also recently on Her Royal Highness Michelle Visage. Dragged Out are the number one place for gorgeous drag jewels. The new arena drop earrings are stunning and they are being eaten up across the internet. Um, and also the lashes are well worth checking out so head over to at dragged out london on insta and go show them some love it's elimination day we are back weirdly i noticed again that tia is still supporting taste at the shoulders do they think they make her stand there because she's tall? But surely the tallie should That's sit exactly down. That's <laughs> exactly what I thought. No, exactly what I thought. I thought maybe for the lovely levels, they're like, Tia, you always need to be standing. And Mary's like, you're basic. You don't deserve a chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my first thing was saying, sister is having a tough time with that shaving. That was more painful Ooh. to watch than the mini challenge. Oh, <laughs> that was, I just, I couldn't believe it. Going in dry. I just thought. Would you dry shave your face? Absolutely never. No. I thought you don't love yourself. Not, not with that razor. Tearing it up. I know, it looks so painful. Um, one thing that is just blowing my mind this season is their lack of confidence. It's, what, I've, what I find really interesting is it like really separates in the girls, I think, whose drag character is like 
an extension of themselves, like someone like Tace who uses their own name mm. and is clearly like Tace, the drag artist, like really lives within Tace as like a male, like in a, their male presenting, yeah, like in their male presenting form, like at their male present, <laughs> like their male presenting <laughs> form. Um, and then there's a lot of girls this season who clearly their drag character is like a complete escape from from their what they're like in real life. Yeah. And I thought that that was so sad to see. I mean, it's incredible that they find them, but it was just so sad to see with um, Sister. Just again, like real, real open wounds there. Mm. Yeah, well, they always like, not always, but a lot of comedians are like depressed, aren't they? So I think it's a lot of, uh, yeah. it happens Laughter in the beers. Is medicine. It does, truly. And I just, I really hate that for her. And I really feel like they've found a real, real emo bunch this, this season, which is. Well, I think the most important thing is that, getting the girls to cry and telling a heartbreak story. A hundred percent. You've got 45 seconds. Show us your trauma. (laughs) But I really thought at this mirror moment, you saw that like, there is such a kindness to a horror. Like regardless of the exterior, she can be icy. Sure. But like there's she deep down, she's really, really kind. Well, she kind of explained why, Mm. why that is, isn't she? And again, strange that she speaks about a horror as a secondary person. She's like, when a horror is with me, I never feel alone. It was like, that she like clearly a horror for her is like something that exists outside of her that like, mm-hmm. is not it's not like an extension of of George well she says it's everything that she's not that she wants to be isn't it it felt like a healing moment and you don't get them that much on it's normally like right like tell us about your trauma and like mid while they're like running on stage and stuff and it felt like she was getting to like properly talk about it and sit down and and think about these things on a world stage terrifying mm-hmm. <laughs> terrifying nonetheless we are now making our way to the main stage and the runway this week is Monster Mashup. I was very excited to Mashup. do um, any kind of like Halloween-y. I was going to say, we one. should probably say me and Lukey are horror fanatics. We, are, we take Halloween very seriously here. <laughs> so this is very exciting for us. Uh, my first thought was RuPaul. Congrats on the gall and the gumption, but I don't think those shoulders match those hips. No. <laughs> <laughs> what you should be worried about. No, um, I did. I The wig, though, really just offset it all for me. I thought that was, I just, I love her in that white hair. Like hair in platinum hair is really nice. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, or d- that lovely ginge that she wears sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that they wheeled out Lorraine Kelly in Debenham's Finest. Like, <laughs> Literally, you are on a drag show. You're just—they're just about to come like down Julian the McDonald's runway. <laughs> just about to come down the runway, and you're dressed like Jess Glynn outside a sexy fish. Like, what was that? Literally, just like the most—it was just so, so awful. Michelle looking gorgeous as per. Probably not even a point bringing it up. No, she's just she, I mean, I think it's safe to say at this point that you'd think that Michelle is gorgeous. Yeah, um, you heard it here first. Monster, yeah, ma- I'm saying it. <laughs> monster mashup. What would you do? Oh, I actually really should have thought of this in advance, shouldn't should I? Have. It's too, I'm too on the... Maybe you could do you as you wake up and you before you go to bed. Maybe. Just gorgeous and gorgeous. I'd probably be told to take that wig off, to be honest. <laughs> probably. Um, I also did not think about this at all, but like I I will say that for Monster Mashup, I would love it to be really fucking gory. I need, I need Dragula mm-hmm. for this. Like, I think maybe I would want the one half to be really, really overly gross and then the other half to be something like funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like a very weird mashup. Like in House of a Thousand Corpses, the fish boy. I can't remember. (gasps) Oh my God, a fantastic, they would like wheel out this boy and he's on a platter and they've like sewn his bottom half to like like a trout. (laughs) Oh. He's just got a lovely sort of like fish bottom and they call him fish boy. Um, I would definitely want to go, I've I've got a real affinity at the moment in my, in the world of horror to sort of like strange gill reptilian creatures. Yeah, I'd want to do something with gills, something absolutely repulsive, webbed fingers. Um, Kind of reminiscent of, I was very into Aquaria's disgusting sort of like mermaid creep, the oil slick mermaid creature. Something. Oh, that was gorgeous. Yeah, it was fantastic, <laughs> wasn't it? Maybe uh, something based off of like a classic freak. Yeah. Well, I did I did see that um, Joe Black was going to do Nosferatu, which is uh, absolutely fucking I've fantastic. always wanted to do that, bald with just like the giant fangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good with like the huge long fingers as well. That's um, the good thing hunchback. about, sorry to interrupt, but that's so good about Drag Race these days is that even when people are eliminated, you still get to see what their looks yeah, would have been. Yeah, I love it. Shout out to April Carrion for starting that. Oh, she was one of the original gals. God, I love for her saying, so much. April Carrion. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely love her. 
Okay, so first up on the runway, we have Ms. Veronica Green. She's given us Medusa pig mashup. I was actually pretty impressed, to be really? fair. Like, for her, like, I didn't think that all. she would go that far with like full on like prosthetics and stuff. I thought she'd be a lot more vanilles than that. I, so I was quite su- surprised. I just thought it was a really confusing way to start what the monster mashup was because i just thought they didn't go together at all like the you do get it's a mashup though right yeah yeah but like be smart about it like have two things that marry well together like oh no i think it should be like yeah like i said i would want something really gross and something really funny so it's just like very strange i'd want it mine to be like a weird mashup but you know they've done this on dragula like the mashup of the two creatures so it's two and i just thought the pig was nowhere apart from the nose. And then and she did all this. The skin was meant to be like pigs. Like I just, pig skin. I wasn't featuring it. I didn't get it. Maybe to be fair, I'm like deadly, deadly scared of snakes. So maybe I just was never going to like anything. Maybe I was never going to like anything with the snake. In. Oh, windy pups. Maybe. Um, I said pretty impressive to be fair. She went ham, pardon the pun. Oh, really? Seven <coughs> truffles. Seven. Yeah. I felt like that. You ain't got to explain yourself to me, not on this pod. It. And she made the dress and the weird crown thing. No, not okay. the Medusa head, there's sort of like a crown on top. Uh, maybe it's because she was first. I gave her five. I didn't, I just didn't, I didn't get it at all. Sure. Um, and then next up, we have Sister's Sister serving Pharaoh Fawcett. Getting bummed by a wolf. Yeah. In her own words. Um, I thought the padding was very nice on this. She was very, she was really serving you curvy girl. I just wrote, sis, that teeny tiny flaccid little ponytail. Are you absolutely <laughs> joking? That was a hot contender for my zi- for my minger of the mm. week for the wigs. Um, that, but I thought it didn't actually count as a wig because there was, what, 11, 11 fibres of hair in it? It like a little Barbie ponytail. There wasn't really enough there for me to go crazy about it. And I have gone really crazy about her looks in the past, mm. but I just, I would have given that a comfortable six. There just wasn't much. Yeah, I gave it a 6.5. I really liked how she's like blended out the purple eyeshadow and I really liked her movement, but it wasn't very original. She did sell. She did sell the costume mm, for me. And I thought the, the lip, yeah, sell the garment. Um, and I thought the lip was gorgeous. And I wonder whether that's Miss Fame, that gorgeous blue iridescent lip that everyone wears. Surely that's just her blue glitter that she uses for the circle mouth every time. <laughs> and next up we had Bimini Bumpolish. Bimini Bumpolish. Serving Pamela Manderson. Um, I just wrote right up my street. All <laughs> the things I like. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. I thought, first of all, you got your Buffy reference with the prosthetic brow. You've and that's got, one you've been wanting to do for a long time. Yeah, you've got, but remember that I'm glad uh, the thing that would hold me back from it, especially doing it on Drag Race, is Crystal did it. Do you remember when she did her weird g- mm. angle grinder pussycutting moment? Yeah. Um, she's already done it. So at least she painted it red, mm. um, which was a smart choice. Um, Obviously, Pamela Anderson, Playboy references, the mental hair as well. We'll get into that when they critique the hair. <laughs> I gave her eight truffles. Could have been more extreme and detailed, but loved it. I gave her eight truffles. And my only thing, my only takeaway was I would have loved it if I know if she double stacked the hair, just so that the hair was like huge, like more cartoonish. Yeah. Just because I thought the hair was, it didn't bother me at all. But like I thought it would have been even better if the hair was like, mental yeah just like giant ridiculous um yeah just fantastic and next up we have our lord and saviour tace bride of vampenstein what can i say she looked gorgeous of course but it was a bit standard so i gave her six truffles it was really serving me sort of just like the hottest girl in school taking a pass at a halloween costume (laughs) Uh, like legs avenue just like a sexy guy i want to still be pretty but i'll give you halloween but also what was the mashup bride of frankenstein with what bride of vampenstein she she had vampire teeth in sure yeah i mean tenuous (laughs) tenuous at best um i thought she sold it i thought she gave you that lovely um who is it that comes down the runway in the finale and swishes the dress around and sits down oh i want to say like nisha lopez or something nisha lopez yeah yeah someone like that comes down and just like does a lovely sort of sit down it's Mm. it's very um very pageanty i thought like you said just echoing all of that that was a lovely wig chapel as well that wig Mm. um which i think a lot of a lot of not all but a lot of of her wigs are um i thought it was yeah overall it was it did the job i would have given it seven but what will you give it i will give it seven (laughs) okay i'll give it seven So next, Ms. Ginny giving you toxic, bitter, viral lemon. A bitter lemon giving you biohazard caftan. Mm. 
um it i loved it <laughs> where is the mashup is what i was thinking absolutely it made no sense it wasn't a monster no. it made, it, there was no mashup um really holding everyone else to a completely different standard to i dream of Ginny here but i just i don't care well, i gave her fight four. me you gave her four yeah i couldn't see a mashup is that your lowest no i gave yeah. her a two last week <laughs> <laughs> always low for gin star Oh, um, give me a sewing challenge and I'll give you what you like. I loved it. Um, she needs to send them jelly shoes a cease and desist because they've She's got, got microfibralgia <laughs> or spur. I, I, I know, but the jelly shoes aren't. I'd rather she came down in a flat. She just come down in a lovely orthopedic shoe or something. <laughs> just one of the legs uh, chunkier than the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I imagine that the gel has got a kind of nice bit of um Oh, a bit of bounce to it. Something. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. I mean, like I, when chefs wear like clogs yeah 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 i mean safety first all i care about is keeping uh, keeping our dear sweet ginster safe um but i do think it was i think it was like uh old teeth what's his name alan carr pointed out (laughs) um just maybe not black yeah imagine it really popped with a nice bright yellow I know, I know she's got them as yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. Um, she wanted to tie in the whole Biohazard logo. I get it. 100%. I did really like, I rarely like um, Michelle's comments on the runway, but I did really like, does anyone still wear a hazmat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was great. Um, so how much, oh, you gave Ginster? Quattro. Quattro. I will give her six okay um just because i love her and i don't care that is fine yeah um now next up we have lawrence cheney he's given us sweeney todd he's given us bride of frankenstein he's given us silence of the lambs he went for the triple i have thoughts okay go on then <laughs> i wasn't here for it you have one thought i have one <laughs> thought and that is it for this month I just thought it was all a bit unclear. I thought the face was was well painted. I thought she looked. I mean, it wasn't. It was nothing new. It wasn't like an uh, an exciting face. But I thought of of all the things, her face looked okay. And I did like the sort of Gucci esque f- head hanging off the arm. I just didn't think it it did anything. When she turned the corner, I was like. Okay, there you go. There's someone who has put together an outfit properly. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Very into the um, Ed Gein. I believe that is the pronunciation. Ed Gein, Ed Gein, just like body parts, skin apron. I thought that was sick. Um, Yes, would be very into some kind of weird. But where was the monster matchup? So Silence of the Lambs. That's not a monster. I mean, sure, a psychological moment. I just thought, I didn't, I didn't, I thought it was like not. A... And then she was Bride of Frankenstein. She had the face of that. She had like. She's Bride of Frankenstein. Yes, she had the wig, same wig as Tace, which she did herself. Maybe better. I don't know. I didn't say anything. Okay, I didn't catch um, any of these references. On her like jawline, she had all like stitches and stuff for Frankenstein. Oh, I thought she just drawn, she was, I thought she, just because she was a larger queen, she was sort of trying to contour on her. Oh no, the, like, the face, yeah, she had like, like really good like stitches. I thought quite like good placement as Oh my God, well. are you now a Lawrence Cheney stand? Look no, at you, I'm riding just doing the her. work and reviewing the show. Listen, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing the work. I just didn't get any of these references. I didn't, this is not You've what, seen it three times. I know, this is not what I saw though. Like, and if they're not that clear, then they're not that clear. Uh, she had all like the blood splatters, which was the Sweeney Todd on her. I mean, a reach. That what, was a reach. Blood, that was like the third Blood one. is Sweeney Todd. But I definitely Todd. got the Silence of the Lambs meets Bride of Frankenstein. Um, sure. Yeah, and I gave I her eight. What? Oh, just bug off! Oh my god, I would have gone six. No, six, seven. I don't and what do... will you go? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I will go... Oh, the tension. Uh, the tension. I will go seven. I absolutely loved with Lawrence when Rue went, what is it you can't face? <laughs> Do you know what the reference is? No. Oh my God. So in, there was this whole thing that was going around because in The Sound of Music, Mother Superior says to Maria, uh, she goes, what is it you can't face? But the way that she says it is, everyone hears, what is it can't face? Oh. <laughs> it's like, what is it you can't face? <laughs> um, and it was just, I thought it was a really fucking fun, because it, it was a viral moment. It's just very strange to think of Rue on the interwebs. She's got earpieces on, don't true, you worry about truly. it. Truly. I'm sure she she's actually, dial up on a Nokia. <laughs> she, actually, she actually has no idea where the reference is from or what <laughs> no. it is. She's just like, <laughs> and then we move on to the diamond that shines oh so bright. It's Miss Ellie. What did you think? Well, she said she's given us goblin slash werewolf, but then she later yeah. went on to say her dad's a troll and her mum is a boost. So mixed messages, mixed medium. Yeah. Um, first thing I thought was when they made the the joke about Michelle was like, 
I hope this one is a prosthetic nose. Like, <laughs> Lorraine, why are you laughing? You don't get the joke. You ain't in on it. I'm willing to bet she's never seen Drag Race before. No. <laughs> she's like, oh, this man, this man that dresses up as a woman wants me to come be on the show. Like, she just Googled <gasps> gay and seen Glory Hole and thought that'll do. Yeah, that'll just, do, pig. She just asked Philip Schofield. She was like, is there something for the gays? <laughs> um, but moving on to Ellie Diamond, I did notice... It's the return of the peekaboo puss. Oh, love. And I absolutely loved the face, obviously. That is just, it's like you talking about Michelle just every single week. It's like, what a face. I couldn't get over her face. Just like, Gorgeous. just the sort of like subtle blending and just like the little like freckles and stuff. Did you ever have the book Fungus the Bogeyman? Did I have Fungus the Bogeyman? <laughs> I love that's like my That's like one of my number one favourite children's books. I really yeah. love it. But yeah, it's given me very like Fungus's girlfriend. I thought, yeah, yeah absolutely. the makeup was like Shrek on the main stage. In the West End somewhere. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so many Shrek glam. The one thing I did put, though, is I felt like it was very strange construction on the garment. Well, I'm not a fan of the peekaboo puss. We've You're said not. That before. <laughs> You're I, not. I didn't like the outfit. I just thought that, like, the construction of it, like, was she wearing sort of, like, brown fun fur chaps? Yeah. So, like, for whom? For why? Not very practical for your your bogey it just it just seemed like a lot of convoluted ideas mm. i love how we've now decided that because we thought it was fungus that she was a bogeyman that was her monster <laughs> well, she doesn't even um, know what she but was but i did love the narration she went hard on that narration and just she was just chatting yeah much like this podcast i gave her a six for the makeup i gave her a seven i mean no i would have rated her higher just for the makeup alone but what did you rate her well i rated her a six because <laughs> the makeup brought it up otherwise okay, clothes okay, alone okay. it could have been like a a four or a five. Okay. Um, and then straight on through to Ms. Tea or Coffee. The question doth still remain. Truly. I just put the first thing is this. Every single costume she does gives me such intense LARP energy. <laughs> <laughs> just like she always just looks like sort of like someone that is getting dressed up to go to a convention. Um, so, yeah, she was giving us Medusa slash skeleton slash voodoo priestess. I mean. Uh, I- again, I gave her... I guess because I have low low bar for people like her and Veronica. So I was impressed with the makeup. I put the best thing yet, but the bar is the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was fine. I gave her like a six, I guess. I might actually review that and give it a five. Yeah. It was just very of. I just thought as well, like, yeah, a very obvious mashup. But I just thought like, how are you going to do a skeleton face and not even do that well? Like, a ske- that is... That is not makeup. That is face paint, honey. That is just like, tra- you can just trace a skull from a picture onto your face. Like, I think personally, especially on the on the runway, if you're doing face paint as opposed to like, there was no carving of the face. There was no like eye detail. So if you're going to do that, at least make the face paint good. Because otherwise like that, I really feel like she could have done that face in six minutes. Mm. So I just think like, where is the detail? Because if someone else has made that costume, what are you bringing to the runway? audacity um yeah so i went five on that but i i could i could go lower i could go lower and then next up we have it's a horror we should probably say at this point that we did the wig for this (laughs) i was literally screaming my head off it's really strange isn't it i thought it was going to be exciting but then i thought um it's a really bizarre feeling to have like contribute i mean obviously we're not taking any credit for it but just contributed in any tiny way to an outfit that you think is good because even aside from if we hadn't done that wig it was definitely my number one uh i i really loved the look mm-hmm. and especially with like the neck and the waist corset from misty couture which is like obviously oh God, just like, yeah just like so like all of misty's work like all of that corsetry is so sublime Go check out Misty Couture if you don't know. Yeah, just I just thought that there were so many elements to it that were so fucking fantastic. So to just have contributed that and to a, such a beloved queen is just, that's, that was very special. I thought it's hilarious though. Like this couldn't have happened to anyone else. Um, so literally she's in our wig for like three seconds and then it comes off and literally everyone's like, oh, thank God she took that wig off. <laughs> We are currently working on a on a bitch track that is just clips of them being like, thank God you took that wig off. Thank God you took that. That's going to be our new sort of like sales pitch. Like, But we were actually, because obviously we knew that we had a wig, maybe others, who knows, who knows? coming up on the show. We were hoping that we were going to get some amazing soundbite <laughs> of RuPaul or someone just like, being like, wig what is the trash. hell is that disgusting <laughs> wig? And that would literally be like the slogan on all of our merch. Yeah, <laughs> there is no such thing as bad publicity. 
Um, yeah, and especially if it's coming from one of the judges. We ideally it would have been bad to be honest. <laughs> Because we knew the whole sort of narrative of the outfit when uh, she ordered, but so we knew it was going to come off. But it was just <laughs> so fucking jokes that all of the judges were just like, uh, it was Alan Carr that was just yeah. like, oh, when you took that wig off, I thought, thank God. <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> so love that. Hopefully, if if we do have any other wigs on the rest of the season, hopefully they stay on. To me, I thought that was the only look really that had sort of like progression. And I liked that it had that big reveal. It was smart. And that to me was a proper, proper mashup. So what did you give it? I gave it nine. Oh, I gave it a ten. Mm, that's a ten. I would have given it a 10, but I didn't want to because I thought it seemed a bit a bit cringe coming, considering that we did the wig. I don't but, give a fuck. That's why I'm giving it a 10. Oh, okay. I'll give it a 10 too. 10's <laughs> all around. 10's all around. 10's 10 for the gals. Uh, yeah, I just, it was it was absolutely fucking fantastic. Um, and shout out to Ahura, Angel. So then we head on to the critiques as um, the tops and bottoms are revealed. Yes, so the safe queens are Tace, Ellie and Tia, and they are off backstage for some untucking. So yeah, how did you feel about the critiques and what was said? Well, first I just wish that Sister Sister's earrings were facing the right way. Oh. <laughs> I hate that so much when you see someone's wearing like a hoop earring or something and it's like sideways. Like, why will no one tell them to twist their Yeah, isn't it? Lorraine Kelly, no gay ally. Mm-mm. She could have just pointed it out. Nice She's on the telly. Um, I am really starting to lose my fucking patience with Bimini looks too unpolished and rough around the edges. Like, shut up. <laughs> It's just, I'm sorry, I just don't think it's a valid critique. What you're talking about is that she doesn't serve polished pageanty drag in the way that you like. And sometimes I think that these judges, like, because uh, Alan Carr is not from a drag background, and then Michelle and Rue are from the American drag background, I think that they don't have, they had a really fucking great um, chance to put someone on the judging panel like Jodie Harsh, for example, who could, who is free and willing and ready to go on. Like someone who had a real understanding of like London drag and how it's just like not about that. Like it's about performance and it's about like conceptual looks that maybe have like more of a fashion eye than like a polished, like pageant eye. And I just, like, it really pisses me off every week because I think if there's one person that's consistently serving like great looks, it's Bimini. So for her to be like called like rough around the edges is just bullshit. Mm. I don't know, like there could have been some a bit more like dimensions on the face and on the prosthetic. Like you said with Tia, I felt like it was very flat red with black. dare you compare her to Tia's makeup? Tia's makeup was done in less than 10 minutes. She had a prosthetic on, like 50% of her face was taken up by a prosthetic that she had put on her face. Like the them, Yeah, but she didn't like, there was no like shading in the creases. It was just like, that's painted block red and then there's black lines on it. Like it could have been taken up a few notches, but she was in the top. They just have to give her critique didn't they like, yeah I wasn't... sure and them saying that you like it It was just like the critiques that they did give being like oh like you lose the eye under she's got like a prosthetic brow on like it doesn't have to be her being like oh you need to put eyelashes on it's like it doesn't need to to be a glam monster like Tia didn't have eyelashes on but so here I'm playing the devil play body advocate. Oh my God, please play the straight man advocate. Um, so you are the straight she man. She is, um, she's a playboy bunny. Playboy bunnies would have lashes on. But actually, it's, as we know, they're now called cum umbrellas, as found out this oh week. Oh tell us a bit of queer history. Um, that, I don't know if it's queer. Thank you very much. Trying to claim everything. But a lovely prostitute. Wow. Did everyone hear that? Something. Did all the queer ears hear that? Nasty. <laughs> Say it. I was shouting over it. Queer in 18 something or so, a prostitute invented false eyelashes to prevent the semen from falling into her eyes, uh, coining the phrase cum umbrellas. So she wasn't wearing cum umbrellas, no. She, she Fantastic. I don't know. I just, she... And she has since worn them on her photo shoot that she posted sure, on Instagram. Sure, sure, I'm sure. sure she's like, yeah, I probably could have worn a lash. I just think as well, as someone that constantly complains about this, yes, I'm looking at you, Luki, as someone that constantly complains about this in a photo shoot that the wig is pulling down your eyelashes, that prosthetic brow, I don't think they would have been able to fit eyelashes in there. I think they would have had them weird sort of like sad panda eyes because the eyelashes would have been pushed down. Well, she managed to deal with that fine in the photo shoot that I just spoke about, didn't she? Um, I felt they were overly harsh on Ginny Lemon. Do you think? In what? In what? Just, what bit did you think was overly harsh? Well, just basically them saying that she was a mess and she didn't do the weather reporting. She was a mess because you were fucking chucking shit at her. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, didn't yeah, care that Lawrence and Ellie did a really half-hearted um, agony aunt thing. It just turned into a makeup demo. Like, you don't care about that, but 
yeah, she's got like two things going against her and you're kicking her while she's down. Yeah. And I didn't think that considering the mess that Veronica and sister sister brought to the studio, like I didn't think that Ginny's was even comparable. Ginny's was weird, but like, what Ginny's are you was expecting? Entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Was just like, uh, boop. just one level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so boring. Um, I put the audacity must be on sale at the critique that they gave to Ahura. I was foaming at the mouth. Saying that, like, she looks too glam. It's like, she's got contacts in. She's got her brain exposed. She's got, like, horror makeup on. But then you're standing next to Lawrence, who is literally just, like, in glam. Yeah. Like, Lawrence, I'm sorry, like, Lawrence was literally just dressed up as, like, a matron. And they'd stuck, like, that face on a couple of ears. Nothing about her look, apart from some Smithy's blood splattered on her, really gave me, like... I mean, the blood was rhinestoned. It was stoned. (laughs) (laughs) Did you stone their blood? Um, I just thought it was... Am I stoned? (laughs) There's such inconsistency in the judging. I mean, it's a cuss to Lawrence, really. You're basically saying because she looks gorgeous, she doesn't look spooky enough. But it's like, Lawrence doesn't look spooky at all. There's no monster in what Lawrence has brought to the runway. So it was just really annoying me because I just feel like... If there's one thing I can't take, it's when it's not fair. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's really annoying so me how baby. obvious RuPaul is bumming Lawrence. And if you are maybe not familiar with that term, I don't mean to call the it scandals bombing. that they are having anal sex. I mean that RuPaul is just fucking licking her ass, sucking up, obsessed. I just think, yeah, I just, I just found it annoying because I just think like, and this is in no way tearing down what Lawrence did because I'm not saying that Lawrence's was shit at all, but it's just like, it just seems so often... That in their critique, it's just one rule for one person. It's like mm. they don't have anything to say, so they just try and come up with something, and it's one rule for one person, one rule for another. So I don't know. I just wasn't. I was getting pissed off at the mm. critiques with Ahura. I mean, pissed off. That's very strong. I just. <laughs> and then we head over to Untucked, which oh, the heart do break, my poor Ginny Lemon. Mm. Considering that she did that challenge and she thought this is my one, I do improvisational comedy. I'm going to do well at this, and they were like, "Nah, that was shit." That she's like, "Well, I'm just—it's only going to get worse from here." Mm. I was very obsessed with Tace's little lisp that she had from those teeth. Now that is the vulnerability that we are looking <laughs> ah, for. I'm look, sure. she's like a real person. Mm. Look at her, her speech impediment. I thought it was quite interesting that they, so the three of them backstage, like, who do you think will will go home? And they all said Veronica, yeah. but they only ever said one person. They all sit in on the fence to say in, to say who else would be in the bottom. They just sort of bypassed that and were like, Veronica's in the bottom. Well, what I loved, no, is that they didn't say like, who will be lip syncing? They said, who will go home? Which well, seems yeah. like you're bypassing a whole part of the show. Yeah, like no, doesn't matter like, who you're against because they're yeah, going to be Yeah, because she's you. the worst. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I think she got super hot, didn't she? I would though. Yeah, well, yeah, of course you would. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I was like, oh, Veronica's had it up to here. Yeah. Uh, what about when sister was like, Veronica's Drag Race, it's dead boring. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, she really, do you know one thing I really wasn't here for? Let me tell you one thing I wasn't here for. Tell me. When Ahura tried to step in with, again, <laughs> trying to be nice, but I just, people, people aren't here for it really, are they? Trying to step in and then she was like, actually, do you know what? Like, I think I'll just do whatever what it is I've been doing because it's really been <laughs> yeah. working for me. And she was like, wow, I was... Really trying to help you because everyone's coming for you. Like, won't bother with that again. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of glad this whole thing did happen because it meant I didn't have to deal with any more Ginny Lemon heartbreak. She was just sat in the corner, just like, so sad the whole time. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, we're focusing on something else. That's, that's it's such good. a shame to see the gals down, isn't it? I know. Um, but this fight or flight moment from when like other people are coming for you and you clearly feel vulnerable is like, it really shows your true colors. You've got, we've got to watch out for that. Mm. Cause that's, that's the moment when people like Alaska or something like, you're like, Ooh, oh, wow, she doesn't take she's this unhinged. well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a real, um, that's a re- and I really thought that Ahura again was really showing, she was really heartfelt and really soft in this moment. She was really trying to help the girls. Mm. Cause I think maybe she, that came from the confidence of being safe. And feeling like she might she might win, maybe. Um and then we head back onto the stage to find out the winner. Very rude. I mean, really feeling for Miguel Ahora. I thought that was obvious in the bag. Um There has been a robbery. I I was gagged and gooped that Veronica was safe. Oh she my god. She stepped it down that runway so fast like she thought they might change their mind. Yeah, I mean you would, wouldn't yeah. you? Um I can't believe that Lawrence won. It like the situation that that transpires meant that this decision was made for us but like i was really feeling super scared because that could have because veronica wasn't in the bottom that could have been two of our favorites Mm. and veronica staying after that shit show it's too scary and and it's getting to the point now where it's just like really it's leaving 
it's leaving some good girls. And I'm just so scared that one of the one of my front runners is gonna go and then then I'm gonna be thrown hands. One of your front runners has gone. I know. Cosh my back to old Valentino. Oh, I know. Missy Cherry. Um yeah, and I was kind of I was I was annoyed that Lawrence won, mm. if I'm honest, because I really I really thought that Hora had it in the bag. And I just thought she really saw a fantastic outfit in her. So Yeah, I really thought the two goths should have been in the bottom together. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's head on to this lip sync, Lukey. I think Tay said it best when she was like, well, Ginny's been to the creme to self. Ah, my favourite thing about the whole lip sync is just the smile on Ginny's face. Like when she sort of like did her high priestess moment and mm. just like lifted her hands up in the air, head back. And then when her head came down, she was just like beaming. And she was just like, when she was like, look, I'm just gonna do whatever the fuck I want. It's punk. And that's me. And I was like, I was literally in my head. I was like, do it, do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it must have been like very like freeing to just be like, yeah. yeah and, a fuck you and the demonic laugh that she let out as she left. <laughs> <laughs> um I just right, I I need I need you to tell me. We haven't actually spoken about this properly, so I need you to tell me, Lukey. What are your thoughts on Ginny Lemon walking? Ginny Lem gone. <laughs> the well, I've watched it twice. The first time um we had had some secret squirrels tell us that she was gonna walk at some yeah. point. But I didn't think it was going to be at this point, weirdly. So even though I was expecting it, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be later on as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, after the second watch, I kind of thought, do you know what? If Ginny's at peace with how she left and she feels like good about everything that went down and it means that sister sister's here to fight another day, like if the gals are happy, I'm happy. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how I feel. I, we're kind of all, because of the um, high stakes and dramatic nature of it, we're really fed this narrative that like, if anyone, what Ben de la Creme did was like incredibly disrespectful and um, that no, how dare someone take up a place in drag race and then leave of their own volition, um, which I just think is fucking bullshit because it's a TV show and it's literally people dressing up and walking down a 10 foot piece of stage like it's so <laughs> ridiculous um and yeah i'm just totally with you like Ginny just it was fun until it was no longer fun and then she wanted to go and she didn't want to be put in a situation where she possibly took out i feel like Ginny could have really pulled a fantastic lip sync out of the bag and she might have kicked sister sister off mm. and sister i don't think there were other people that were more deserving to be in the bottom so she, maybe she's like you know what in this situation if you're in the bottom and you don't deserve to be i'm sure as hell not going to be the one that gives you the boot out and especially like we've just seen well they very craftily showed us with editing and production that those two have formed a very very close bond so it's like yeah yeah i don't want to have to be up against you if, if i can take one for the team and then we both are happy with the result then why wouldn't i and it's so interesting is it because it just takes the power away from the whole show mm. that's what i find like we uphold well we they. people that <laughs> no people <laughs> people um uphold RuPaul is this deity, as this godlike figure. And actually, like, it reminds you that the queens really do have the power in this whole situation. Like, Ginny, decide Ginny made a decision about her fate in the competition and, and went. Mm. And it's like, it makes it all seem a bit silly after someone does that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, like, it really takes the kind of, like high stakes out of it like, yeah it's, for sure. it's a game show you're not even winning 100k here <laughs> yeah it's literally and then what i find so funny about it is then like so often with these lip syncs i'm like i'm like digging my own nails into my skin being like oh my god this is so tense what is gonna happen and then because Ginny had gone like sister fighting for her place just seemed so ridiculous do you know what I mean? It was like, again, like, there's no stakes here. Like, so like a, a grown man throwing themselves around the floor, like, to try and stay. All of that just seems so comedic because it was like, oh, you're fine. They've, they've actually just <laughs> left. They've grabbed their shit and they've gone. So it just seems. I really liked how, how like Michelle and everyone, like, because obviously, like, if you're doing the lip sync, you must be battling and then someone walks out, you would be fucking like thrown. So for Michelle and everyone to be like singing along yeah, 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 and like yeah. hyping her up, I thought that was so good. Banger of a song as well. Yeah. And I thought. Like, she must have had a moment in her mind when it went from shit, what's going on to like, oh my God, I've got a unique um, chance to just like showcase me. And everyone's like, all those judges are looking at only me for yeah. this three and a half yeah, minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. you fucking like make the most of that. Do you think she did showcase herself well? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There was something so like frenetic and like masculine. She was, rather than like punk, she was like, she reminded me of someone at like a gig, just like going fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I really liked her kind of weird mummy zombie movement. Yeah. And like, she really went 
around oh my god i saw a tweet that was like wow sister sister moving about this stage more than dua lipa in lockdown (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i really liked how she like used all of the stage and she just like she obviously i saw her tweet that she was like um i actually didn't realize that Ginny had walked until about halfway through and then you can kind of see that once she realizes she's on her own she's like right i've got to like commandeer this entire performance area and then she just goes ham and Mm -hmm. I, i liked that um and I just love when it cut to Ginny, like, afterwards. She don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah. All I care about is that the gals are happy. Yeah. And everyone did seem, there was, like, a real, like, collect, when it was kept on cutting to the girls at the back, there seemed like a real, like, collective sort of, like, it wasn't sad. It wasn't a sad moment. They were like, wow, Ginny's gone. Like, Ginny was unhappy and she's gone. And Good she's, for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just, like, taste, being, like, obviously, taste and Ginny, a friend, just being like, wow, like, Ginny's just, Ginny's just done it. She's gone. Yeah, two does. Like, one thing that we should point out, all of the bullshit about Ginny Lemon sticking her finger up and swearing at RuPaul, telling him to fuck off and leaving, that was floating around in the press, uh, is completely fabricated. It was just done. Well, yeah, because watching it, it doesn't seem like there would be any chance for that to happen. I've no. assumed that someone along the way has been like, wow, she really told RuPaul to fuck off with her actions and then that's got misconstrued as she sat there and went, RuPaul, swivel on this. Yeah, I think it was just to help press for the show, to be honest. I think that um, it seemed respectful. It seemed chill. Like she said, she was like, I'm doing this for no one but me. Like, I just thought it, was, it wasn't it was that moment at all. So to try and sell it as like some, it's just such a boring trope to try and sell it. Mm-hmm. Bitchy drag queen saying, <laughs> fuck off, like, get over it. She was just like, I'm no longer happy here. I'm mm-hmm. going to exit. And it was just... Uh, and it was a moment and it was real that was tv come on on the bbc that was tv it yes. was tv next week it's corona time Corona time. <laughs> i absolutely crying that they just made coronavirus look like a mini challenge they're like oh now <laughs> and now we're gonna <laughs> it was just so funny wasn't it apparently there's an episode of like what they did when they get home like showing showing the remaining girls in lockdown apparently God, talk about a filler episode. Yeah. <laughs> this is me um, just, just sitting at home, shop, yeah, yeah, making some banana bread. <laughs> so, Miss Lukey Luck, can we talk about season three, Dreamcast? My season three Dreamcast of the week would be Sminty Drop. I don't know if you love. I don't know if that is their full name or just the Instagram handle. Maybe it's just Sminty. But she is House of Kendall. All those Manchester gals, they just look so gorgeous. They've all just got the super snatch faces, ridiculous hair, teeny tiny little waist, and I love them all. Go and go on Instagram and look at Sminty Drop, and that face will literally make you want to kill yourself in a good way. Yeah, for sure. My season three Dreamcast is the drag ghoul and dark DJ herself. It is our girl, Minxie. Oh, no. Minxie is a professional goth. I am a professional goth. Um, And just absolutely love her. Love her aesthetic. Um, Everything she does is so polished. She is a truffle pigs girl. She's She's the only fans as well. So go and give her some money. Yes, please. Now go and support the motherfucking girls. Um, And yeah, love love her drag. Very exquisite. And such a good painter. Her face is always immaculate. Mm, That eyeliner, as sharp as you like. Oh, immaculate. Um, so yeah, would love to see. I'm not sure she'd love to be on Drag Race, to be honest. But would... I'm not sure they'd have her, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Just love to see them on a world platform. Okay, let's talk Rose and Thorn of the week. Okay, I'm going to go for my Rose first. My Rose was the softening of a horror, um, and that then leading on to the friendship with Tia. I just thought it was so nice, like she obviously has been painted as a bit of a villain and she's like very outspoken. The Northern accent is, it can be very cutting. Um, and I just really loved that. I've earned my diva shit. percent. <laughs> and my thorn was the goth bit. I <laughs> listen as someone who was a hardened goth through their youth. I just don't like to see our, our community represented that way. If it was disrespectful. <laughs> Yes, I agree. That was also my, <laughs> your, my thought. Your thought as well. Yeah. As a, uh, so like, in it. what world would that have worked? Like they were just setting them up for a fail just to like have some weird link in for no reason. My rose was that our fucking wig was on the telly, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very cute for us. That was our first um, Drag Race UK uh, wig. So that was a real, a real moment for um for us. We've only been going eighteen months, so that's a a nice little. Oh, that was a little humble brag, wasn't it? Only been going eighteen months. <laughs> um, and then our final our final segment of cliffhangers, 
we're going to talk the uh, we're going to talk wigs, the zinger and the minger. What was your zinger of the week? It was our wig that was on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't want to. Obviously, it was that was this, that was the true zinger. Um, but I went two different ones. Um, I went. I really really liked Ellie's main stage wig. Just like this sort of like triple stack brown and a lovely sure. chocolate brown. Um, and then I also loved Tace's Morning Glory, which I believe is a Stephen Austin um, sort of human hair, mm. purple, pink number. Just thought that is them colours on that face. Come mm. on, come on. And then what was your minger of the week? It was a hardcore tie between the pathetic the ponytail. ponytail and yeah, the flashbacks of our one of our first yellow cribs that we did. Just <laughs> both of them left me very uneasy. Oh, luckily they've been hard, they've been deleted from the internet. So there's Archive, no visual. Baby. Maybe we'll pop that on the um we'll pop that on the marquee on the insta um my minger was lawrence's michelle mcmanus weird strange like bob hair <laughs> it was just like i feel like maybe she rustled that up in the in oh the yeah sorry and very just to go back again go they, back. they're talking about her outfit like who's wearing a sequin asymmetric like gown on breakfast tv michelle mcmanus <laughs> no she'd be wearing a lovely um long-sleeved uh lovely t-shirt and some jeans <laughs> <laughs> jeans and a nice top <laughs> <laughs> finally um one of our listeners has actually messaged in for said oh, shout out so yeah. hold tight maggie inside the world oh. thanks for listening chick sorry i hate chick so much thanks for listening <laughs> babe um and again please we are sick of the sight of each other and sick of each other's opinions if you've got anything to say that you can add Please let us know, or just more shout outs. And also, thanks for it. the lovely reviews on uh, the reviews on the podcast as well. We've had a lot of really nice reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you're again, if you're listening in and you're liking it, if you don't like it, then keep it to yourself. But if you are liking it, then head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Join the the legions of fans. Um, and I think that's all we've got time for this week. Yeah. So we'll Bye. S- see you next week. <laughs>